This is a podcast from Rover. Jay and Dunk reheated. Tech producer and one to three announcer Caleb saw a couple outside the noodle canteen uh, last night just sucking each other's faces right off their necks. Yeah, it's great stuff. Just man, real, just filling the filling the world with love. It's a big old pash. And uh, so, yeah, see, passion I think has really slid down the priority list for a lot of people. Are you much of a pasher? Yeah, I'll pass from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> Showbots taking just spewing her mouth. <laughs> I think that's great, mate. I'm proud of you. Good on you. You got three not kids. In public, Obviously, though. you're not mucking around. You don't kiss your missus in public. No, nah, not really. Guy. Maybe once a year on State of Origin game one day. <laughs> like I say, I'm not big on PDA. Find it pretty much gross the whole time, which is what we're talking about. Um, public displays of affection on uh, on you know on roids. There's lots of texts coming through. We're going to get to them shortly. Uh, Clayton, welcome. Good gentlemen, how are you? You were great. So, uh, PDA, public displays of affection on steroids. What did you see? Uh, this was a few years back when I used to take the train into work, get on at Papakura, get off in Auckland. But at Papakura, every morning there was this couple. And uh, I kid you not, when the train pulled up, they just started pashing each other like he was getting on a train to go to war. <laughs> See, you know what? He probably, in his mind, he was. He was going into the monotony, the daily battle of nine to five work, and he was going to war for his family, and he wanted to make sure that he was getting some loving before he hit that mahi. Well, you know how you guys mentioned just casually before about, you know, it's a lot easier to watch when people are actually quite decent. Yeah. Um, this, too, this couple, they probably would have been uh, probably at least eight Steinlagers before things look good, so... <laughs> <laughs> Sharing a full set of teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well. Oh, my it, it, God. Honestly, it was incredibly awkward to watch, eh? And the people were walking around them like water around a stone, eh? It was just... <laughs> oh, Jesus, we some great calls already this afternoon. Oh, thank you. <clears throat> Amazing. That is, mate, that is a great contribution. That yeah. is a great. That is What they are doing is a great contribution to love in the world and when we need it now more than ever. Uh, but that chat that you just gave us, uh, Clayton, is a Novus Glass GC. Great contribution. Worthy recipient. 50 bucks cash your way and a native tree planted on your behalf by the team at Novus chipping in to make a greener future for Aotearoa New Zealand. Oh, mate, I tell you what, I would love to take the 50 bucks, mate, but I would rather it go to I Am Hope. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, there he is. Let's buy him a couple of signees. You beauty. Hold there, Clayton. You bloody legend. We'll go to the text machine. 3520. Stevie Burrows uh, text in to 3520. PDA to the extreme. Walked down the beach in Wanaka at New Year's Eve. Uh, People were getting right involved. This bloke was getting a little bit of pepper cracked on his spuds. How good. (laughs) Seamus O'Connell. The missus offers me up a forehead to kiss. <laughs> I can barely tell you what her lips feel like. <laughs> I even hate it. This one here, Casey and Wellington. Got stuck in the hotel lift with a couple that seemed oblivious to the fact that I was in there with them. Had to get out and walk the last two flights of stairs before I got asked to hold up a leg. <laughs> Jace, I'm one of seven kids and all of us had to watch my parents try and join their faces together for a good ten minutes every time we're all in the van as a family. Great to live in a house full of love, but I was literally in a house full of the results of making said love. <laughs> it's the proof. Uh, another one here. I uh, parked up at the pub after work and watched a couple chip away on the balcony of their hotel in the viaduct in broad daylight. 700 bucks a night. I'll be trying to get my money's worth as well. 
guys. Yes. Uh, yes, thank you very much, Brad Kelly. Clayton is the man. Scotty, mate, welcome to the show. Yeah, boys, how are you? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, what good. are you seeing out there? So we were uh, working away in Christchurch, and we were about to chip seal the top of Summit Road, and we went up there in the morning to get it get underway, and uh, there was a car parked on the side of the road where the young fella just kept smiling, and I think the person in the passenger seat was he banging to music at his waist. Not sure what was going on, but um, we had to wait for him to finish off, and then we had to tell him to move on so we could close the road. <laughs> People um, really love the Rock 2000, they love it. Really listen. <laughs> well, I can't understand why she was headbanging at his waist. Like, just stand up and do that. That's been a bloody good tune playing on 93.7, I reckon. <laughs> Could have been similar to this one. Is <laughs> hot and dangerous. Jay and Dunk reheated. Honesty. Uh, have you ever wanted, because we're on the radio and you're going like, oh, is that what Jay's really like? Is that what Dunk's really like? Now I've got an uh, an honest opinion of what Jay's actually like to deal with. Now this has actually been sent to me, Jay. That's, I mean, this could be <clears throat> fairly wide ranging. We've chatted about the fact that Jay's moving house, which means, you know, you've been talking to some banks and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what this is? No. Oh, this is this so is, good. This is slightly nerve-wracking. Okay, great. So, is it from the bank, though? Oh, yeah. This is a classic. Mate, we went for final inspection today. If we lose this house, I'll be spewing. No, you're sweet. This, okay. the, I'll, I've actually been sitting on this one for, for a little bit. Um, so this is sent through, um, and I'm guessing... And it did the majority of the banking stuff, yeah? Yeah, she did life admin stuff. So it does blow out, then it's 100% her fault because I literally did next to nothing. Okay, so um, and this is the what the bank has filled out in regards to like your client position, relevant circumstances. At the very bottom of what they write about you, after saying what you guys do for jobs and stuff, there's a sentence here that reads this. Initial meeting held with both clients in January 2021 to assess their ability to borrow. Subsequent interactions were between broker and Anna, largely because Jay had little interest <laughs> in such mundane matters as home right. loans and interest rates. Also... Anna is clearly smarter. <laughs> oh, no, it's right there. Read that. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a a legit letter. Yeah. Anna sent that through to me. Cheeky bastards. You don't like getting bogged down the detail, do you? <sighs> You're not a details no, guy. I'm not a details guy. Picture. I don't mind that. That's okay. I can 100%. That is, that is, not, that is, that is factual. And you can't argue with the facts. Yeah, Anna's smarter than you. Hot and spicy. The rock drive reheated. Friday might be able to go down and uh, get amongst this new thing. That's uh, oh, it's not a new thing. It's been going on since the eighties. But uh, I got told of this. Uh, there's a church out southeast, and they're running a thing called uh, Cookies for Crookies. <laughs> Famous for being friendly, not so much branding. So the church gets him right The cookies for crookies. <laughs> sounds like the shittest radio promo ever. So it started in the late 80s. And they realised that when you're in prison, there's not a lot to look forward to. So once a year, now the prisoners um, in the local prison next to it get to look forward to uh, cookies once a year. Because everyone in the community... <laughs> Everyone in the community gets together and you have to cook six cookies and then they'll drop all the cookies off to the cookies. Do they test them? No. Well, I don't know. Mm, just saying. What a great initiative. So it, maybe it me is. and you could get around in the work kitchen here and 
Knock up a batch of cookies for some cookies. Yeah, get some chocolate biscuits for some hard crumbs. Is that something that... Even murderers like a good cookie. Why can't they just make, um, I don't know, some scones for old people or something like that? Oh, it just doesn't rhyme. Well, yeah, this, and she um, she was like, oh, yeah, no, that's the only questionable thing that I can sort of fault the place on. I don't know if they still need to be doing that. But, you know, like I say, murderers like cookies too. <laughs> Coming up with Jay and Dunk. What cookies would you cook a murderer? Oh, mate. Arsenic. <laughs> Jay and Dunk reheated. I'm sexy and I know it. What are you doing right now that's super sexy? That's what we want to know. Um, why are you so hot right now? Um, I said mine before. I was like uh, two mornings ago, straight out. Take the rubbish out of my jocks. Very busy street I live on. I'm sexy and I know it. It's our time to Dutch some rudders. Craig Oss Texan running the four-day no-shave, second-day no-shower. COVID isolation, don't give an F-A-R-K. Kids drive me nuts. Baggy-eyed, mm, yeah, baby, come get some. I'm sexy and I know it. <laughs> Just out here, Jared, washing my truck in my Speedos. I'm sexy and I know it. I'm sexy and I know it. Who else is hot? Yeah. Listen, this is turning me on. Let's keep the sexy coming through. <laughs> Chris, I can balance a beer bottle on the top of my stomach like it's a shelf. Does that count? Yes, Chris, it counts. I'm sexy and I know it. I'm sexy because I caught my second 20-pound snapper going 20, 25.2. That's effing sexy, you little beauty. I'm sexy and I know it. Can I, can I just do a quick shout-out to the bloke uh, whose wahini is six months pregnant and his puku's still bigger? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> a special mention needs to be made for Bruiser at Pollock Cranes. With those big, strong arms, he could do the lifting without the machines, we reckon. I'm sexy and I know it. Another one from Lindsay. Uh, my brother uh, wears undies and shorts that only cover 75% of his ass crack at best. Too much sexy could to contain. I'm sexy and I know it. That's hot. Kenny Harris. I've got sinusitis and my ear is leaking mucus while I sleep. Get some. I'm sexy and I know it. Yeah. Well, Lindsay's back picking up some freight in my sexy truck. I'm sexy and I know it. As a chick, when I pull up at the dump with my trailer and reverse mine around all the other blokes' trailers that are all on the piss, you know what? I'm sexy and I know it. Oh, that's just straight. That is straight up sexy. I'm sexy and I know it. <laughs> Chantal Hughes, I'm sexy when I video chat my sister absolutely peeled, wrapped around the croucher, having a munt. I'm sexy and I know it. Having a munt. Thank you. That's why Rockwisters is the sexiest. <laughs> Someone get me a warm flannel. Thank you, guys. Got to read Zach, Ma- Zach Martin. No, I'm not reading that out. Jay always does this. He tries to get me to read out the ones that will get me in trouble. I'm not reading it out. You read it out. Yeah. I feel as I'm going to sparrow's egg in the nest. <laughs> it's hot and dangerous. Jay and Dunk reheated. So I want to go across the ditch for this one uh, very shortly, but first want to reference something that happened on the show late last week. Um, it was about a bloke called Frank who was a judge <laughs> in a chilling <laughs> contest. Hey, 
I never want to go back there again. I don't have it in me. I'll be done. But if you've heard um, a mate chat about this because it went berserk online over the weekend, simply text SPICY, uh, send that to 3520, you'll get it sent to your phone. Like but, our podcast has gone through the roof of it. I copped it walking up the mountain over the weekend uh, at the pub, wherever I went. It was like, <laughs> oi, how good is Frank? <laughs> I was, I, saying, I, I, was, I was at the Miranda Hot Pools and this uh, buddy um, British bloke comes up to me. He's like, oh, that chilly thing, eh? I thought it was because we had Frank, your son, on. He was like, rah, rah, rah. And I was like, yeah, classic, man. He's pretty classic little dude. And they're like, nah, 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 nah. Um, but Check it out. So if you we, haven't already, spicy to 3520. Don't wreck your afternoon. Go on. Um, it, it'll hurt your insides, so I'll tell you that much. Um, now, we got a message off the back of that from uh, on Facebook from Ian Clements, and he said, I love that chilly video. I reckon you guys can't read this story without laughing. So here we go again, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, we'll be right. We'll be right. Had, uh, right. Okay. <laughs> you just had surgery? No one cares, no, mate. Stop no. banging on about it. No. So uh, this is an Australian bricklayer's accident report. So this bricklayer's um, accident report, which is apparently printed in a newsletter for the Brickies Union after it come in, and if this is a true story, this bloke is 100% getting a Darwin Award, but it's amazing. So it reads, Dear Sir, I am writing in response to your request for additional information in Block 3 of the accident report form. I put poor planning as the cause of my accident. You asked for a fuller explanation, (laughs) and so I trust the following details will be sufficient. I'm a bricklayer by trade. On the day of the accident, I was working alone on the roof of a new six-story building. When I completed my work, I found that I had some bricks left over, which, when weighed later, were found to be slightly in excess of 250 kilos. Rather than carry the bricks down by hand, I decided to lower them in a barrel using a pulley, (laughs) which was attached to the side of the building on the sixth floor. Securing the rope at ground level, I went up to the roof, swung the barrel out, uh, and completely loaded it with bricks. Then I went down to the ground floor and untied the rope, <laughs> holding it tightly to ensure a slow descent of the bricks. You will note in Block 11 of the accident report form that I weighed 70 kilos. <laughs> 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 Due to my surprise at being jerked off the ground so suddenly, I lost my presence of mind and forgot to let go of the rope. Needless to say, I proceeded at a rapid rate of knots up the side of the building. In the vicinity of the third floor, I met the barrel, which was now proceeding downwards at an equally impressive speed. This explained the fractured skull, minor abrasions, and the broken collarbone, as listed in Section 3 of the accident report form. Slowed only slightly, I continued my rapid ascent, not stopping until the fingers of my right hand were two knuckles deep into the pulley. (laughs) Fortunately, by this time, I'd regained some presence of mind and I was able to hold on tightly to the rope in spite of beginning to experience pain because my knuckles were in the pulley. At approximately the same time, however, the barrel of bricks hit the ground and the bottom of the barrel fell out... (laughs) Now devoid of the weight of bricks, the barrel weighed approximately 20kg. I refer to you uh, to, again to my weight, 70kg. As you can imagine, I began a rapid descent down the side of the building. Six stories. In the vicinity of the third floor, I met the barrel coming up. This accounts for the two fractured ankles, broken tooth and several lacerations of my, on my legs and lower body. Here my luck began to change slightly. The encounter with the barrel seemed to slow me enough to lessen my injuries when I fell into a pile of bricks. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, 
Only three vertebrae were cracked. I am sorry to report, however, as I lay there on the pile of bricks in pain, unable to move, I again lost my composure and presence of mind and let go of the rope. Uh, and lay there watching the empty barrel begin its journey back down towards me and then eventually on top of me. And this explains the two broken legs. I hope this, inqui- I hope this answers your inquiry. Oh, oh that poor friend. My old friend. If someone was able I to animate that, oh, that would be, again. that's great viewing. Oh, mate. How is that man still alive, Brad? I have absolutely no idea. Do you know what it reminds me of? This. Hello up there. I seem to have fallen down a cliff. I'm still alive, but I'm very badly injured. I think my legs might be broken, but I'll I'll try to stand up. Yes, they are broken. Perhaps you could toss me a band-aid or some antibacterial cream. I'm in an extraordinarily large amount of pain. The bone has gone through the skin. I fear it might be gangrenous. The wound is beginning to smell a little like almonds, which is not good. Please? No one? Sorry. I'll try the other leg. Oh! When my eyes were stared by the flash of a neon light. Oh, Sean's message through. He thinks um, he can add to that story. Oh, jeez. Uh, appreciate Here we go. that, mate. Uh, Maybe just put a couple of days in between at the head sore already. I don't know why we always do this so early in the show. It just buggers me. Because I like watching you hurt. That's uh, why. Reheated.